Welcome to Startup Climb, where we bring you interviews with startup founders. Through this podcast, we hope to go behind the curtains to find out where it all begins. This is an inside look on their journey, their struggles, and how they overcome adversity. On today's episode, we have Sean, founder and CEO of iPrima Media, which seeks to help SMEs acquire, retain, and monetize new and existing customers through omnichannel digital strategies. Welcome, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi. Hello. For listeners that might not know of iPrima Media and your team, mm. could you share a little bit on like what you do? Oh, okay. Sure. So iPrima Media is actually an O2O digital agency where we started in uh, year 2012 uh, in Singapore. And after that, uh, we, we came to uh, Malaysia. We started in JB. And then after that, we expanded to Sarawak and KL. So we currently operating, uh, we operate in a few areas in Malaysia. Lah. And we, we have set our operation team in Malaysia. And, uh, and in Singapore, they are, they are mostly sales and uh, business development team. So basically, at Prima Media, we, are, we started as a digital agency. Then after that, we, we transformed it to a digital platform where we, we don't operate like an agency anymore. So either, even though we call it agency, but the model is very different. We somehow changed the model. <clears throat> Yeah. So the reason why we changed the model because yeah, we found out that we found that um, yeah, lots of uh, you know we have we have to lower the cost of production. So in order to make uh, digital marketing services uh, affordable to a lot of uh, SMEs, yeah. So that's basically what Iprima Media is. Right. So how how big is your team at the moment? We are currently operating at around fifty people, right? Fifty marketers in total. Okay, cool. So I think uh, I want to go a little bit into like, how do you even stumble across this concept of, of creating iPrima Media in the first place? Like, was there a problem that you identified? Uh, yeah, actually, I started uh, working in the tech startup. I used to work in tech startup since the uh, year 2008. It was uh, shown nearby, right? It was a location-based app. Right? And it, it was also when the iPhone was first launched and Android. Okay, it was back then. And then the, um, I was... I was uh, exposed to these uh, digital services back then, right? About website right. design, SEO, and in-app uh, advertising. And after that, that uh, the same uh, startup was acquired by Yellow Pages, Global Yellow Pages. And then after that, um, after acquisition, I went out uh, to start my own digital marketing agency, right? So, but when you ask why I started, uh, why, why I started this uh, digital marketing agency, because during my years in the startup, I met with lots of um, SME owners, and I found out that lots of them, right, they didn't have a website. They didn't even have a website. And they didn't even understand how uh, digital marketing could actually help them in their business. So, and uh, that's why I, I've seen a lot of, uh, a very big market in that area, right? And I, uh, I thought that, why, why, well, why not I just start a digital agency, right? Helping business owners to grow the business online. And I'm seeing the trend will come somehow, someday. Right, because it was really, really uh, underutilized. Right, yeah. So that's that, that's the reason why I started. So I saw the market, saw the problem in the market. They didn't know that digital marketing is there to help them. Right. So I, I went out to educate them. Right, with the digital agency that I started. <clears throat> right. So like I think you talked about education. Right. How how do you educate them? Like how do you show them that digital marketing really benefit SMEs? Oh yeah, because back then I was doing things alone as a freelance. Right, so I had to reach out to uh, one by one through email. Right, uh, I have to right. uh, send email blast that to them and WhatsApp them when I when I found out. Uh, I just 
uh, I mean, walk around that area. All right, then uh, I set appointments. So I meet them one uh, one to one. Okay, so of course, most of them they're willing to meet me because I'm trying to offer them some opportunities that uh, uh, some strategies that I think might help them in their own business. So when they meet me, right, that's when I educate them. Yeah. Right, but was there any like difficulty that you face in trying to like show them the benefits of of like digital marketing? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't easy because uh, back then digital marketing wasn't that popular. No one actually knew what uh, what, what the hell was uh, SEO, right? right? They didn't know. But they they somehow knew about website, but they thought website was just a catalog, was just a flyer. So my, my biggest struggle was uh, I it wasn't easy for me to, to educate them, right? To get them trust that internet <clears throat> uh, will actually help the business because some of them, they actually told me that right, uh, internet Marketers are scammers. Right. <laughs> they say internet are scams, right? They, can, they can't trust the internet. So what I did was uh, I, I turned things around uh, by, by, by selling them the idea of having a website that uh, help them um, to expose their business. It's like brochure, but it's 24-7 and you can, it's dynamic. You can change anytime, not like brochure. <laughs> I like brochure. Yeah, so I'm using flyers and the brochure concept to right. sell them the concept of a, of a website, right? So the only difference was the, that it was dynamic. You can change anytime. So yeah, I used that. It was really challenging, I would say. It was really challenging. <laughs> yeah. Right. So how, how do you feel that like um, digital marketing has changed from when you first started iPrima Media to till now? All right. Uh, right. I would say I started in Singapore and then after that, I went to Malaysia, JV and East Malaysia as well. Uh, if I compare back then, a few years back until today, right, the biggest difference was uh, I had to go out one by one and keep pursuing them, uh, persuading them, right? Tell them that uh, this uh, uh, digital marketing can really help them. I have to send my sales guys to go out and keep telling them all these things. And they didn't believe as well, right? It, it was really, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it was a headache to me, right? It was a headache to me. But compared to today, right, things have changed so much, right? Now they came to us. Now they come to us. <laughs> right now they come right. to us and say, hey, how can you help me? How can you help me? It's, it's totally different from last time. Yeah. Right. So like, why do you choose to expand to Malaysia instead of like the other uh, regional markets like Indonesia, Thailand? All right. Firstly, because um, we were based in Sing- uh, Singapore back then. All right. They were based in Singapore and the nearest, the nearest market to Singapore was Malaysia. And I, right. I, I was JB actually. Yeah, it was JB. Of course, Malaysia. Yeah. So I went to JB and I started to ask around. I, I saw that lost. I mean, JB was like five years slower than Singapore right back then in terms of digital, right? The, the website that he used was a very, very old school site compared to Singapore ones. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I saw even bigger market in JB. So I was early, right? We were, I think we were the, the, the first uh, full-fledged digital agency in JB for SME back then. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but actually I spent that to KL was there a lot more competition because it's like the capital instead of like JB where it's a bit further away from the city center? Oh yeah, talk about this. Uh, we chose JB and Sarawak East Malaysia was because uh, we thought that the competition is much lower, right? The competition right. was much lower compared to KL. And secondly was because uh, KL was too far for me, right? Because it's nearer to me and because I travel to and fro in, from Singapore. So I, I, I thought it was much easier for me. But why Sarawak? Because I was, uh, I'm a Sarawakian, right? It, it, it's my hometown. Right. right, so easier for me to penetrate into the market. So same thing uh, in Sarawak, we became the the number one, the largest digital agency as well, right? Especially in Miri, the HQ in Miri, we were the only one there. So we captured the market 
early, I would say. So that's the reason. <clears throat> right. Was there a difference in doing business in JB versus Sarawak or it was like the, about the same? Uh, it was about the same actually. But of course, the team over there in Sarawak, they say that JB, JB is, uh, is, was much advanced than Sarawak, but I don't think so. Yeah, because I, 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 I travel both, both, uh, both cities, uh, both states, I would say. Right. Uh, yeah, I realized they were the same, right? The retailers, the SMEs owners, they think the same way, right? It's the right. same, yeah. Then, uh, like, what was the difficulty that you faced? Uh, because, like, I mean, you're, you're based in Singapore, but you have to handle, like, Singapore and Malaysia operations. Like, was there any difficulty, like, in trying to convey messages across? Um, because, like, you might not be there in person all the time. Yes, yes. It, it was really a, a, a big uh, challenge uh, to me back then, right? Because we had a team of around 50 as well, five zero something, right? But it right. was really challenging because I didn't have a system in place, right, back then. Uh, so I would just keep hiring, <laughs> I kept hiring. And of course, what I did was I, I get uh, managers, I get my partners in, in JB, I, I hire partners, right? So I get my partners to join me, right, uh, in JB and in Sarawak as well. But Sarawak, because it was led by my sister, right, so it was easier as well. And we are, we are in different cities in Sarawak, like we would have Miri, Pintulu, Kuching. So different cities, we have different partners. We have different um, HOD, I would say, right, different managers. Yeah. Right. So, um, even 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 though uh, we have managers, but it was hard as well because the managers they didn't we couldn't communicate as a, as a team, right? So the communication was was really tough, was was really challenging. So uh, we have uh, had lots of uh, hiccups, I would say. So it was really challenging. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so like how how do you solve that then? All right. So uh, the only way that I solved was uh, I had to travel around. Because I used to think that I don't have to uh, travel. I would just hire managers. There was there should, should there should be enough already, and we use lots of uh, the online tools to help with the discussions. But apparently, it didn't went that way, right? Because they they were not motivated to use the online tools, right? So I had to travel physically, right? So that's the only way to settle that, <laughs> right? So I, I had to travel. I travel frequently, uh, but I was tired, right? But yeah, so that that was the only way uh, for me to solve the the, the issue. Right. Yeah. So I think just now you were talking about like hiring. I'd like to move a little bit into that. Yeah. So like, um, how far into starting iPrima Media before you make your first hire, and what were like the qualities that you look for in that in that first hire? All right. So I hired partners. Right. Uh, at first, I don't hire employee first. Right. So I started uh alone together with my wife back then, and then after that we hire. Uh, we get a partner in. So yeah. So a partner came, uh, came in. We got three partners, right? One in Singapore, one in J- uh, two in JB. So in total, uh, there were four of us, right? Four of us, okay. Right. So yeah, I mean, uh, we started the first uh partner hire uh during the the the, the very first year of starting uh the company, right? Right. The, the very first year of starting the company, yeah. But like, what, what do you look for in that person? Like, like must he be like very hardworking or like, like what was the quality that you were looking for? Oh yeah. So, uh, I forgot about that. Yes. Correct. Uh, we, uh I was looking for someone who really believed in the vision because when I first started digital, uh, this, uh, IPRIMA, the digital agency, I told them already, right. It's not going to be a digital agency in the future. In five years time, it will become a platform, right? Because okay. I, I, I didn't want to to be in service uh, for long, right? I knew, I knew it was very hard to scale. It had to be a platform, 
right? It becomes an ecosystem, a platform of an ecosystem. That's why we have to venture into many other businesses, not just digital marketing, right? So they have to, first, they have to believe in, in this first. Secondly, right, they got to be very hardworking, right? Because all of them were, uh, uh, were new because they didn't know this uh, digital marketing, but they somehow heard of it before and they wanted to learn. Okay, so all of them were new, so I had to train them up. I say, uh, so the quality I was looking for was people who really believed in me and they were hardworking and they they should be, they must be proactively uh, learn how to solve problems because in digital world, we move really fast. Okay, right. and uh, they must be able to work as a team, right? Not alone, right? These are the few criteria. And the most important thing will be they must have a positive attitude. Because everything uh, is like, it's a can-do mindset, right? Everything, yes, yes, it's can, right? Every, yeah, we do everything, we face problems positively, all these things. Yeah. Right. So like, um, when you first started, like, how, how do you allocate, like, resources? Because uh, when startups uh, first, like, start, they have very limited, like, money, budget, and resources. So like, which area do you put your resource in? All right, so that was uh, one of the reasons why I don't hire employee first, right? So I get partners in because partners, they actually uh, invest money in the company, right? So first, I, I got funds coming in. Secondly, of course, I sell first before I get the partners in because they have to believe in whatever I, I, I did at uh, that time, right? So right. I, I went out and do sales first, right, as a person. And then I, I got the sales and then they saw, well, it, it was really a, a good business, right? And people really pay for uh, for this kind of amount for a service, so they join. So they pay money and join. Right? They yeah, they invest in the company. They join. Then uh, with the uh, with the fund, uh, we we allocate most of the fund into softwares, right? Softwares, and and that was when um some of the partners they actually uh started to question me, okay, but why right. I allocate so much money, so much fund into 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 softwares, uh, into tools into digital tools. And I said, because we're not going going to hire so many people at first, but we need tools, we need digital tools to help us to replace these people. And it will be much uh, much more cheaper, I would say, right? We'll get right. Um, much higher ROI back then. And also another thing is, uh, I wasn't really good in every area in digital marketing, right? I had to buy courses and I have to use tools to help me to do design. There was like, example, uh, like something like Canva, where I can't remember, there are lots of tools out there, right? That, that, that we've used before. And uh, some automation tools, right? For, for social media, like Buffer, stuff like that. But because right. I couldn't hire so many people to do the social media posting for, for my clients, example. So, and how about an email marketing tools and the SEO tools, all those tools, right? So, uh, yeah, I look at most of the fun, right? At least 50% of them into tools. Right into tools on right. a, on a, on, a, on a monthly basis, and um, that's 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 that uh, that that's where uh, we also have some uh, struggles with the amount of partners uh. And the second the second uh, bigger things that we invest or invested in was the the course, because we have to keep buying courses, we have to keep learning. That was the only right. way for us to continue uh, to stay competitive, right, in the industry. Okay, so that's the thing. And uh, the, the the third largest was. People, right? People, that's it. Yeah, so that's the third largest one because the people right. come after that marketers. Uh, I would say, I would say the third largest one it also causes uh causes to 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 lose quite a big sum of money as well, right? Because back then it, uh, we couldn't hire really good marketers, so we had to hire uh fresh grads and train them, right? right. They came with without any experience, 
new experiences. So we had to hire them and we had to train them. So I did mass hiring, right? Uh, like 20, 20, 20 people came in. So, but, but the mistake that I made was uh, I couldn't, I, I didn't spend time um, build our SOPs, right? Our, our internal system. I didn't spend the fund, allocate fund into that. And that was the biggest mistake that I had. So when I, we started hiring, when we started to scale, because we started to have lots of uh, business comes in, uh, coming in, we started to sell, everything crashed, right? Because we couldn't right. control the quality of work. We, co- we couldn't control the, the marketers, right? Our, our employees. And of course, clients uh, did lots of refunds, right? And clients complained. So I think uh, that was the biggest mistake, uh, misallocation fund, right? Allocate, I, I forgot to allocate some part of the fund into building our internal structure. Right, that's the biggest right. mistake. So during scaling, we face problem. Uh, yeah, so that's why we 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 started. We always uh, uh reach thirty to fifty people, right at the height, and then we came down to like around five to ten people, right. We always restart, restart for the past few years. <laughs> we have been right. restarting the whole thing. Yeah. But like, how how do you like get out of it? Like you know, like uh, when your clients start to come back with like refunds and complain, how how do you recover from that? Yeah, so uh, it was a pain as well, right? So of course I have to go out and explain to with my partner as well, right? Because some partners actually, uh, one partner she actually had no end sales, so she had to went out and and uh, and explain to the client, and I have to go out uh, to meet the clients as well. But we try our best to save uh, some of the clients, but uh, lots of them we couldn't save, or have to lose them. Okay, then uh, there was a pain as well, a, big, a very big lesson learned. Uh, we we rather spend more time <clears throat> um, on on our good clients, right? Rather to acquire new ones because once we lost those clients, we have to keep going out and finding new clients. So I would say, uh, if the question is uh, how I uh, I recover all those things, uh, all the complaints, uh, handle all the complaints, right? First, I went out and uh, tried to set them back, but I couldn't save most of them, and I have to go out and acquire new clients. So the cost of acquisition became higher and I lose even more money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. an issue. <laughs> then was, was there a time during that period where you were like, oh, I don't think I can do this anymore? Or like, were you always like, this is the vision and I'm going to hit it? All right. Yeah. So actually uh, for me, I, I lots of times I feel like, uh, feel like uh, giving up. Okay. But um, it only happened when all my partners didn't support me. Right. I have been very strong, right? It's like, yeah, I have got to do this. This is going to be something that it will, yeah, we were going to achieve together in the future, right? We must believe in this. I, I was having that kind of attitude back then. But anyway, right? Uh, yeah, the, the support from the partners was very important, I would say, right? Even the people beside you, like my family, right? Same thing, right? They start to question you already. They say, hey, what, what, what are you doing? What, why are you, why don't you just go, and go, go back and work for people? It, it was much easier back then, right? So right. Well, people, but why should you, uh, yeah, why, why you continue to struggle that this way, right? So when people around you started to question you on a daily basis, right? Uh, consistently, like for a few months, restart will, you know, start you you so you start to question yourself already. So is it the right thing to do? Okay, so of course, after a few days of uh, uh, uh you know, after a few days of thinking, right? Uh, resting and meditation, all those things, right? And I, I start to see clear picture again, right? I told myself, right, this is the right path, right? So I have to keep keep on fighting. So I just believe in myself. I just keep fight, uh, keep people fighting, and only keep those people who believe in me, right? Those who didn't believe in me, 
right? Uh, yeah, they can leave, <laughs> right? And of course, they right. left, right? Some of our partners, they left, right? So uh, that was the only way uh, that uh, that uh, that happened on me, right? That I can uh, that pull me through, lah, right? All these things. So I would say, uh, people around you was very important, right? It's very important, right? You 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 have to ensure that the team they are there to support you. But if they are not, they are somehow pull you down, right? They will discourage, discourage you. But even though uh, there is no right or wrong in the things that you want to achieve, right? You have to believe in that. But all you need to do is to change your strategy. Maybe it's not to, to, uh, to ask us to give up, but we have to change our strategy. That's, that's the only thing that we need to do. But most of the time, right. the people around you, they will ask you to give up. <laughs> so to solve the problem, just change the people around you, right? So that was the, the method that I used. Uh, uh, for me to survive for all the all the struggles, that's why I'm okay. I'm here today. <laughs> what what was the greatest factor that you feel contributed to your success today? Like where you are today? Like like mm. are there like like some people like uh their interview they might say luck or some people might say that oh it's because it's uh they just continue pressing on. So what mm. would be your greatest factor that you feel contributed to your success today? Alright, I would say uh, firstly it's about the 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 clarity, right? Or the things that you want to achieve, it must be really clear. Okay, so you won't be affected by whatever happened be, uh, around you, right? So I was very clear that there is a things that I want to achieve. There is a build an ecosystem that will help other people in the future because I believe I want to be able to have the ability to create jobs in the future and to power the economy. So that was the thing that I really wanted back then. Alright, it was a big dream. Okay, so I so my strategy was I was trying to use digital marketing to achieve the the things that I wanted to achieve. All right, so I would say clarity and the determination because when once you're clear on your goals, the things I want to achieve, right, and the determination will come, right, because I strongly believe in the thing that I wanted to achieve, and I I knew, right, I'm able to achieve it. Okay, so uh, that's why I was determined uh, to the success. Yeah. So yeah, clarity and determination, these two things. Right. So like um the digital landscape has diversified and changed like throughout the years. I mean like last time there was website, then when social media came about, there was like Facebook, Instagram, and then now there's like TikTok, right? So mm. like how do you constantly keep yourself up to date? Alright, so this is where the hiring comes in, right? So I will keep hiring younger and younger people, the team, younger and younger team, because I believe Younger team, they are uh, they are much more capable than I am, right? So because they learn even faster than digital native people, right? So when you hire them, they are creative, right? They are exposed to the latest technology, which to me probably it was like as about TikTok, it wasn't easy for me actually. <laughs> TikTok is tough, right. right? To me, it's tough, okay. But but it's easy for 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 for, for the young team, right? For people like you guys, right? It's very easy for you guys, but it's very hard right. for me, right? So what I did was. Uh, I just get talented people to join the team, so that's the, the that's a that's that's a way because now our structure is much stronger. So we get our our really really talented people who, who join our team. They will uh they will treat the platform to be a place to unleash their potential. We're giving opportunity to to these people, so that's the way. And uh, of course, we work with partners, all right? Because there's probably there are some partners who are really good in different areas that we can't cover. So we get them in to join our platform, right? To be our mentor and to train the younger, uh, the, the younger team as well. Yeah, so that's, that, that's the strategy that I'm using right now. Right. Mm. So like, 
Um, I think I want to go a little bit onto current situation because I think now we are with the COVID thing and then like in Singapore there's circuit breaker. Um, in Malaysia there's the MCO. Yeah. So like, how how do you like did how did it impact the business and how did you like pivot or like change the way you do business just to like adapt to the situation? Okay, this is interesting. So I was spending like everyone else back uh, back then. Wow, I was stuck in Malaysia because I stay in JB, by the way. Right. right? So I travel every day to Singapore, right? But uh, suddenly, Malaysia, they got this MCO, right? Wow. Uh, we cannot lock down. I couldn't go anyway. Even our Singapore, right. Singapore business, Singapore team, I couldn't meet them as well. So we had to change everything suddenly. So uh, it took me it took me a few days, right, of thinking. I didn't know what to do. So the only thing I, I did was zooming. I keep on zooming. <laughs> right? I keep right. meeting many people because they, they everyone was panicked. So we just keep meeting, keep talking. After that, um, I realized that they were all asking about well, the online, the O2O thing already. Right? Everyone was talking about O2O. I mean, a lot of people that in Malaysia, there's Dato, right? There are a lot of bosses, they, SME bosses, they come out and cry. They say, uh, they say whoa. What happened? Hey, why lockdown? A lot of companies went bankrupt, right? They're going, oh, they are, they are in, they were in financial troubles. Lots of them, right? Right? All the big, big companies. So the topics was really, really uh, popular, right? Really trending, right? It was really hot topic back then, and everyone was seeking way out. So of course they all knew somehow our friends that refer friends that refer friends. They all knew because I was in the industry for very long already. So our past clients they all came back. Right or they they refer their friends. They, they 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 say, hey Sean, can you do a webinar or not? Right? Can we do a Zoom call? Right? We're gonna talk to you. Stuff like that. So, well, then I arranged lots of meetings. I had lots of meetings. I never stopped talking to people from morning until midnight. Never stopped. Right? So there was uh, they were panic, and I started listening to them, and I realized that they now they are they were all panicked. And then they said their, their businesses got disrupted. They didn't, didn't know what to do. And there are lots of money haven't been paid yet. And, and it, it's gonna, probably it's going to take some time. Even two months uh, can kill the business already. Two months can actually, or even two weeks sometimes, right? Can kill the business right. already. So the cash flow. So I asked them lots of things. And then they started to, 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 to find it, uh, to ask me, hey, how digital can help us? Uh? And after that, uh, I said a lot of people, they, they actually uh, seeking, they, they see digital marketing as the hope. Right, all of them I say. Now all of them are they see digital marketing as their hope, the only hope now. <laughs> right? right. So two things happen. Right. Two things happen. They ask. Right. Can you teach us? Right. So I started to conduct uh, to conduct online courses, online. Right. We we haven't done it before. We only did that uh, offline. We haven't done online course before. So they requested it, and and they just uh, hired 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 me and my team right to conduct online training. So somehow I get my team. To do online training as well, right? So then at least we got something to do, okay? So yeah, we did we conduct online training. Then after that, we realized that after even after the training, they didn't know what to do as well, right? They they say, hey, can you help me to do uh, uh to provide the service, lah, right? Can you help me do Facebook, all those stuff. But right. there was a very big problem, right? They they didn't have money anymore, <laughs> right? They they lack of funds, right? right. So they, they or they try to save up, lah. So can you do it at a very very low 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 price or not? Wow, low price, lah. I take also cannot, I don't take also cannot, something like that, right? Right. So, I did one thing, because back then, my team was also quite scattered already, right? It was, it was tough, right? They were also panicked. I couldn't control as well. So, what I, and, and, and I realized, uh, right, there are so many people, there are so many SME business owners, they need, they need help in their services, right, and training, but they couldn't afford high price, not the normal price the normal agency could charge. Right. Because I also heard a lot of digital agencies, they actually closed down. 
right? They are closed down. Right. The reason was, uh, the reason was the the, the clients actually pull out and stop the service because they don't they didn't have the the budget anymore. All right. right. So I didn't want Iprima to close out just like that as well. So what I did was I saw the opportunity. It was there is a very very big market at uh, that time in Malaysia. Okay. So, but the problem was uh, there is there was not much agency who can uh, not, not many agencies who can actually uh, do like social media posting mm. all the services at a very low cost. Okay. So what I did was I gather all the people. Uh, my my the, my previous uh, my my previous uh, marketers and some of the other other very 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 in the industry experts uh, <clears throat> that I know uh, right so come to join our team come to join iprima so I created um a team called fights f y g t h s uh fights uh, f y g t s uh, it's like avenger team <laughs> right I created right. a team like that which we officially will start, we launch like next week probably, right? Probably somewhere next week. So we get 10 of them to join the team, right? We, we do profit sharing. I turn, I officially turn iPrima Media into a digital platform where we get uh, existing digital agencies owners, all right, to join our platform, all right, as mentor, right? So we call them Fights Team, Fights Member. So as a mentor, our, our, their job, our, our job is to train new marketers because I see another opportunity that <clears throat> um, lots of people will lose a job. Okay, fresh grads they couldn't they couldn't find jobs, right? And uh, they got retrenchments, right? A few millions of them actually in Malaysia, around three million of them will got retrenched by end of this year, I think, right? They will lose a job. Right. So I saw the opportunity. So I would just turn these people into marketer. <clears throat> I have to groom them. <clears throat> so when I groom them. They join our mentorship program, but we are not going to pay them money. We're not going to pay salary, but we, rather we'll do profit sharing, right? We'll do profit sharing. But in return, they have to serve our clients. But I teach you new skills. I turn you into marketers, right? You have to uh, do profit sharing with me, right? With the client, but at, at the low rate because you are quite fresh. So because we also knew for SME owners, they don't need expert to run their social media. Right, they only need someone there, right, to do something for them. So what we right. did was we we get our mentors, the experts, to lead the the, the fresh team, uh, to help the SME owners to, to conduct their digital marketing, right? Yeah. So at a much lower cost, I would say around at least fifty percent cheaper, right, than the normal press at least. Yeah. So right. now we have we have we are actually onboarding lots of our SMEs now, especially in Malaysia. <clears throat> yeah. So that was right. what happened. How I pivoted. But how do you ensure that? Because I mean, like you're training a whole new bunch of like marketers, right? Yeah. How do you ensure that they are good enough or like, you know, like because like the previous case was that it was very hard to maintain quality, right? Like I think you yes. mentioned that a lot of your clients uh, left previously because like you didn't have a system. So yeah. how do you ensure that these uh, newly trained marketers will be able to deliver to the same standard that, that mm. uh, the SMEs will expect? Okay, so now because uh, thanks to my eight years of experience in training people <laughs> and some of my team right. still with me, right? So we, 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 have, we have experience in, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the failures, right? So we knew what, what was actually causing the problem. So now we have a very strong system right, to control the quality right, and the people. So we do lots of filtering. So even though it's free training, we don't onboard everyone. So not everyone will come to us and say, hey, I want to be a marketer. We, we don't just accept anyone, right? So we have uh, some interviews, right? They have to pass our 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 six criteria, which was uh, which is the attitude, right? We told them, right? You have you have, you really have to uh, to have a really positive attitude, right? No matter what the mentor asks you to do, you have to say yes, I do, right? And you must be able to work as a team, 
right? We need you to communicate as a team, to work together as a team. And thirdly, right, we need you to have a growth mindset, right? You need to have a keep learning mindset. You don't use your past experience to, to apply it into our system uh, culture here. So you have to accept these three conditions first. If they say yes, next three will be, uh, when it, it will be when they, they truly join us, right? Uh, we'll check on their performance, right? The speed of delivery. We just keep t- t- uh, teaching every day. So every day we have this meeting and they have to uh, report what tasks they have accomplished, right? And the mentors will check, right? If they don't, they are not active, right? Every week, our mentors will, will review them. If they fail the review, right? After one month, they will be dismissed. They will be removed from the, from the program. So, right. so we are very strict on the program. So we only filter people. That's why, because I believe now the filtering really works compared to last time. Why? Because they're not all of them. They are searching for a new way out. All right. They, they are, they are, and they now love digital marketing as their career. Right. Just this morning, uh, I actually onboard another ten more people. Right. Ten more people, um, new marketers. And when we ask them, hey, why, 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 why do you want to join us? We say because I think that's the only way out right now. Right. And digital marketing skills is here to stay forever. I mean, now and any for at least for the next five to ten years. Right. So it's a skills that they need. Right, to continue to run your own business or to help other people right, as an agency or they can join us right, as a consultant as, or as a trainer. Okay, So uh, we have a very strict uh, system over here because we, we told them it's free but we'll remove you. Right? So it's like free training, free on the training. It's a three-month training program. Right? So every month we'll be uh, auditing, uh, testing them. So after three months, we believe that uh, if three, uh, they can pass our three-month program, they are somehow qualified. To be uh, to handle our, our client's job already as uh, independently, I would say, yeah. Right. So so like um, I think we talked a lot about like um struggling and like how did we like pivot from all the problems that we face, right? Mm. So like let's go on to like the other side. What is your greatest achievement thus far? Where you felt that hey, I'm I'm quite proud of myself for being able to to achieve this particular milestone. Great. All right, so I think the greatest success of iPrima Media is about uh, we are really good in building platforms, right? Platforms, right? We are, even though we struggle in iPrima Media, right? Uh, for the past uh, like few years, last time, right? But uh, we, me, myself, I started another uh, a business uh, called Stone Emperor, right? Basically, is uh, we help um, Singapore fabricators, stone fabricators, the kitchen countertop, stone fabricators. Back then, right, no one used uh, digital marketing, right? We help them do digital marketing, right? In a way, it's actually it's like drop shipping concept. I created a website, costalemperor.com.sg, right? But we had nothing, no product, no factory, no manpower, n- nothing, right? So we get direct manufacturers, fabricators, right, to supply us with the, all the photos, right? With the product that they have, right? With the, uh, and together with the brands. With the products, we put everything on website and then we rank on first batch Google. Right, and we did social media marketing, and back then my wife, my wife was uh, my wife was the one handling the, the 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 call right for the customers to come in. And we market to Singapore homeowners. The homeowners back then we knew from the research on SEO or on the, on, on Google that people are searching for direct supplier. They did not want to go through interior designers to renovate their house. Right, they want to find some direct suppliers uh, who's supplying uh, who's going to supply their kitchen tops. Okay, so we create a website, select kitchen top, uh, other people product, but the sales will go through uh, a salesperson, which was my wife. And when there is order, we collect the payment, 
right? And then we get the fabricators to do the installing, the deliverables, right? So it's like, uh, we operate like a dropshipping. And that business, uh, I would say, we use zero acquisition cost because it was purely SEO and done by me, by me myself, a uh, few years back, okay? And it was right. making, uh, right, it was making around now two to three million a year, sing dollar right now, right? right. Passively, passively, okay? So because uh, we have so many, we have too many um, uh, calls coming in, and we started to hire three to four customer service to handle the course. So now my wife, uh, she's only handling uh, the account side. Yeah, so that, that was one, one of the greatest business that we, uh, we have, right? Minimal investment, but great return, right? Every year. And it was, it's growing every year, right? But you don't count the COVID uh, time, right? So, and the second thing, of course, uh, about the acquisition of Renatalk is uh, Singapore oldest and largest renovation platform. Right. right. Two years ago, I acquired this uh this portal, right? It, it was giving millions of traffic, right? Millions of traffic, and after acquisition, right, I started to work with lots of big brands because I remember back then we couldn't work with big big brands like Maybank. But now Renatop, because of Renatop acquisition, we work with Maybank. We we work with uh like uh Courts, IKEA, right? These are the big brands that we are working with right now, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, the good thing about this uh, portal is uh, same thing. Um, we work, we, we actually curate, right? We we get all the interior designers, uh, product vendors in Singapore to come under one platform. So homeowners can come to our platform and find reliable interior designers. So I believe uh, I'm solving the problems of uh, finding reliable ones, uh, IDs, right, among homeowners. And for homeowners to find uh, direct stone supplier back then, Right, so I did the platform for them to find them easily, right? So we provide a very good customer service to them, and right. of course after that we expanded to other platforms as well. Like we have lifestyle platforms, we have uh, platforms for couple, and then we we started uh, in Sarawak. We started the largest uh, the largest uh, fun run night run, we call it Neon Rush. Right, it was the largest in in Sarawak, right back back then, right, and it was it becomes a yearly event right now. And Uber actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, supported it, and some big MNCs actually supported our run. So it was our first run. We didn't have experience. So I think uh, it was started by the three members in Miri. All right. So there was my, of course, my sister. Right. So mm-hmm. I think there was a great success, and we made a, a huge sum of money as well. And and, right. and then we 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 somehow uh, donated it uh, to 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 a non-profit organization. And the second year, we started another. October first, right in Sarawak as well. It was very big. It drew thousands of people, a few thousand people, right? It's a right. small city there, so there was a really, really big success. And we because we we got uh, international uh, DJs uh, came to a small town like Miri, and yeah, and created something fun for them because they didn't have that last time. So we somehow right creating some something for the community, right? That was something that I uh, actually uh, was proud of. Yeah, right. that's about it. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like a lot, man. <laughs> like, like, it really sounds like, like, like there's a lot of businesses going on. How, how do you cope? Like, yeah, actually, Prima, yeah. how do you cope? Okay, so, yeah, that, that's the reason why we hire many people, right? The many, many men, uh, marketers. Because the, the dream that I sold them was, uh, you hear, you're here not just to be a marketer. Because I believe, because they were young, right? They're all young, right? I believe you want to be entrepreneurs as well. So I encourage them to be entrepreneurs. But I will start something that you can start or you can start within the organization. So allow them actually uh, 
things like the 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 new rush right i was uh, the fun run it wasn't started by me i was just giving the idea <laughs> right it was started by right. the, some some of the young young youngsters over there right the three of them right and then we have actually we we have other others as well like we have another called party time right it started by other people also right uh, some some of our our, our marketers inside there which is still with me uh, we we uh, today until today so we encourage them to 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 do entrepreneurship within our organization because we want to have more entrepreneurs because we believe entrepreneurs can power the future the economy we need them uh, desperately right? right because there are not enough of them the good ones i would say so i prima become the platform for them to unleash the potential to be entrepreneur right but we equip them with the marketing skills because we believe digital marketing can help them to grow the business right at a very lean right. way <laughs> yeah i right. want to add in something as well because after that we invested in in tech as well tech startups uh, like called beam start right they right. beam start is an app and uh, they match vcs and entrepreneurs because we love entrepreneurs that's how we invest in them right they they are quite 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 uh, quite well known now right in the startup world they work with big companies and uh, the big vcs as well Right, Beam Start is something that uh, is an app like LinkedIn, right? But it's a metric app, and we also invested in another startup called Techla, right? In Malaysia, right? Uh, it's it's funded. It's also funded. Uh, text. Uh, it's a startup as well. So, yeah, a, a few more actually. We 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 became the investor, right? So uh, so uh, another proud moment is uh, I prima from uh from from the entrepreneur myself. I became an investor a few years back, right? And invest right. together with other VCs. <laughs> so I became an angel investor. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's one of the getting success as well to me. Right. Yeah. I I'd like to talk a little bit into like this area, right? How yeah. do you choose the startup to invest in, or mm. how do you choose like which uh website to acquire? Like for example, you, you talked about how you acquired Reno Talk, right? So how do you choose? I mean, like there are a lot of other competitors out there. There are a lot of options. Mm. Why? Why specifically this field? Okay, I it's really about the founders, right? It's about the founders and the 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 value that I see right in in the in the in the digital asset. Like for example, I take for example like Reno Talk. Okay, so because. I see something in Rentertop because it's a platform with ready traffic and it's in the renovation industry, which complements to what we already have, like Stone Emperor, right? We also we were also in in this industry, and I saw opportunity as well, like Rentertop itself because it was just a platform, but they were not in media, right? It was just a matching platform, but they were not right. in media. So once uh, and then I saw opportunity in media and advertising. Okay, so after acquisition, I turned that into media. Right, I started to build videos. I I hired video team, right? Create videos, create content, and I turned the banners into assets as well. I sell advertisement because they were they they were not selling advertisement uh, aggressively last time. So yeah, that's one one of the reason why I acquired Random Talk, and also about the brand because it's the oldest brand in Singapore, right? <laughs> so yeah, so about the brand, I love the brand. Okay, but well, there's asset. So, and of course, I also knew that. Um, there are people who will want to acquire Rental Talk in the near future if we turn it into e-commerce, into the tech. So after the acquisition, I started to work with um, many tech, um, um, tech, tech startups people. I will ask around, see, hey, how can I change this into tech? As example, I do something right. about tech, tech, tech. So yeah, I mean, until today we're still discussing like, because there are too many ways and uh, we have to raise lots of funds in order to make it into real tech, right? But anyway. Uh, it, it, there is a brand there already with ready traffic and users, so it's something that uh, it cut short my time 
right? To start another tech startup, right? And on, on the other hand, right, this is acquisition. But on the other hand, well, how I choose to invest in startups, how I choose startups was firstly, um, I need to know the founder first, right? I want to see the, what do they see, right? In the, in the business, in the entrepreneurship. I want to see right. whether they were seeing the same value as I am, right? We, we got to be aligned first, okay? So if we are aligned, we don't just invest money because I think money will never, never, will never be enough, right? But we want to see whether we have the chance to work together which I am able to help him, help them, or uh, we can together to help the economy as a team. So to me, right, it's like I have a new team. I have the new entrepreneur because I love entrepreneurs to work together, right? It's, that's, so that's, so that's, that's, that's one thing, right? So invest in that person, invest in the company, right? And we grow as a team in the same ecosystem. Yeah, so that's, that's how I choose the, the, yeah, the startup to invest in. Yep. Right. Right. I think um I'll like to go a little bit into like um I think this is a little bit of a reflection um area, right? Mm. So like what was the biggest thing that you had to sacrifice in order to push forward your startup? Because it really sounds like it takes out a lot of your time and yeah. a lot of your energy, right? Yeah. So what's the biggest like sacrifice that you had to make? Uh I would say time for family, right? That's the biggest sacrifice. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will uh, yeah, during the entrepreneurship year, it was really, really busy, right? And even I, I couldn't really find time to fly back to my hometown, right? To my hometown, my own hometown, right? Even in my 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 Singapore side, I used to stay in Singapore, right? I I, I didn't really stay at home, right? In Malaysia, same thing. I didn't stay at home, <laughs> right? Right. I had to go out and meet people, right? I was always on the on the on the go, right? Outside meeting people, talking. So, yeah. I would say the biggest sacrifice will be the time with family, right? So time flies really fast. Yeah. So that's the, that's the biggest thing <laughs> to me. Right. Yeah. If let's say like you could go back, right? And restart this entire thing. What, mm. what is the one thing that you would do differently? All right. Uh, because I think uh, that uh, what's, what's actually caused uh, such a... Uh, put me so long or it took me so long to su- uh, succeed was because of the system because uh, this was the, the mistake that I always make and I hope um, the new entrepreneurs won't, won't repeat the mistake as well so even though we say we just do whatever we want to do right it really depends right um, I would say focus on the the, the scalability to me right? right if you started something already of course for a start maybe we didn't know what to do right we just do anything it doesn't matter right but once you have found the things I really want to do, like like me myself, I really want to do IPMA at that time. I knew I have to build an ecosystem. I right? started from digital marketing. I knew this already, right? So it was very clear. Right. But the next thing I think I would should do, or if turn back time, what I would do was, uh, I will I will focus on building system first, the internal system, right? To learn right. more, learn from people, right? Attend courses, learn from people who knew how to build system. Because back then I chose uh, to learn about how to get more customers. <laughs> how to do digital marketing. But I didn't care about building culture. I didn't care about right. building a team, right? So I think I will invest in building the team, building the culture. So what I should do, right, to make uh, the company can scale, right? What's actually causing the company couldn't scale, right? So that's that, that's one thing I should do because I, I didn't do that. That's why I, it took me so long to uh, to get things right. Yeah, it's about the internal system, right? If you found your, your way, I would say, right? Right, right. 
uh, I'd like to wrap up this uh, interview with like just one last question. And this is, I think, a question that, that you sort of talked about earlier. But mm. what is one advice that you give to an entrepreneur that just start or looking to start? Okay, I would say uh, you must understand why are you starting entrepreneurship, uh, your entrepreneurship first. I think the why is very important. Don't just start because you want to make money. I think that will demotivate you right sooner or later. Right? You will really fail if you start entrepreneurship because of money. Because entrepreneurs, I mean, this is something that I really need to tell uh, every, uh, all the new entrepreneurs, right? Uh, entrepreneurs are, are broke. <laughs> entrepreneurs are broke. Right. right? So I, did, I, I didn't think that way. So I thought uh, being an entrepreneur are going to be very rich. But it was not true. Right? It is not true, actually. Right? So what I'm trying to say is uh, don't start an entrepreneurship because you want more money or more freedom. It's not true, actually. Okay? Right. So you're going to start because you, you want to achieve something, right? Big. Right? Or you want to achieve something, right? Which your current employers couldn't give you. No one can give you what you want. Right? And, right. and then you'll find your why. Yeah? There's a why when you start this thing because I cannot find, find this in my current employers, right? My current organizations. And I want to do something that no one is, is doing right now, right? Because I think this can actually help the economy help the people around me all right so that's the solve the big problem in the market so yeah so always know the why and you will push yourself uh, along the way right you push along so you will not give up right so that's the that's the advice that i want to give uh, to all the entrepreneurs today yeah right right thank you so much sean for taking the time to actually like talk to me like i know you're like a very busy person and i really really appreciate like you taking your time to talk to me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting as well. <laughs> yeah, love to share. <laughs> yeah. Hi, listeners. So that was the end of the interview with Sean. The conversation covered quite a bit, but my biggest takeaway is the why. Why do you want to start a company? In the interview, Sean mentioned that if you start with money in mind or that you want to be rich, and that's why you start your startup. It will demotivate you sooner or later. And I think that really helps to put things in a different perspective. Um, he also mentioned that you have to start because you want to achieve something big or something that no one can give you. And I completely agree with that because I feel that having the angle and vision of what you want to create or the future that you're trying to achieve with this company will really help you to always keep sight and not lose focus even in tough times. In my opinion, I feel that it is inevitable that um, a startup will face some form of difficulties, right? That are like unexpected. And I feel that in those times when you are struggling, it's very difficult to keep yourself going. And I think that ultimately, as long as you know the why and why you want to get started, it will really help you to push through. And these are my thoughts for... Um, this episode and I would love to hear your thoughts on this and if you could just drop me an email or like ping me on LinkedIn then I think we can have a conversation from there we have come to the end of this episode I hope that this has been an insightful learning experience for you do follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts to catch future episodes till then take care